800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And happy hump day. Uh, busy, busy, busy in here. Uh, phones all over the place. Got people trying to schedule to get in. People trying to schedule to get out. You name it, they're doing it. Or you can go out to the website at allamericangold.com. Uh, you can order online. We got all the great news to, you know, disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed out there. All that stuff. I mean, really, when you think about what we do in this hour, it pales in comparison to what's out there uh, at, at allamericangold.com. So keep yourself in the know. Uh, gold's up again. Silver's up again. Today, the Dow's up. On good news from Boeing. Yes, the the aircraft carrier, as it continues to move more jobs overseas, uh, continues to make profits. They're leading the charge today. We had numbers from Apple yesterday. I actually thought they were bad. Even the, I mean, because, you know, they've been lower, 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 right? They've revised everything lower. But Wall Street was like, ah, nah, it could have been worse, so it's okay. Uh, we had earnings from McDonald's today. Same source sales in the U.S. Missed. Yeah, they weren't doing quite as well here as we thought. Uh, but nonetheless, the Dow feeling a little better today because of some economic data that means the Federal Reserve probably isn't going to do anything. I'll tell you what that is. Matter of fact, as we speak right now, the Fed is having one of their meetings. Yes. And now this year, starting this with this meeting, we get to get a press conference after every meeting now, uh, nobody expects a rate hike. Uh, after what happened after the last meeting, I, I think the Fed is going to be uh, very dovish. We'll see how dovish they are. The more dovish, the higher the gold price. It's going to be pretty simple. So we'll wait and see uh, how all of that pans out. Right now, you got gold, uh, 1311, 1312, silver. Uh, Fifteen ninety-five. So let me break it down for you. Silver crosses sixteen, uh, sets up eighteen. Uh, gold right now, I, I think it's a pretty easy pass uh, to thirteen twenty. Across uh, thirteen twenty, then, then we're going to look at and really for gold, pretty much uh, after uh, crossing thirteen, if we get a real dovish Fed this afternoon. We're probably going to go back to that, you know, that 1360 to 1380 range uh, to, to get ready to cross back over into $1,400 land. Uh, but right now, silver is the one on the move that I'm paying the most attention to. Uh, like I said, $16. It's not a huge support level. More of a psychological thing. Uh, but, but we'll watch it play out here as well and and of course uh today is the wrapping up of a meeting and you know we learned last meeting is it doesn't even really matter what they say really because if they say something they shouldn't say they'll just change the minutes to make it appear better uh but i i gotta tell you i got a gift and i and i just want everyone to know i like gifts gifts are great uh but 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 i we got great customers uh, 
Cheeto Ed. And and for those of you that don't know Cheeto Ed, he 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 is a character of epic proportion. This is a guy that exemplifies what it really means in the gig economy. He's got like twelve jobs. You know that Saturday night where they had the Jamaican family and they all were bragging about, I got three jobs, I got six jobs, I got 12 jobs. That's that. And, and, I mean, he buys storage units, he sells stuff on eBay. I mean, he does all kinds of different things. And uh, a, a good customer of ours, and, and, he, and he sent me this gift. You know, and I tell the story uh, growing up, me and my buddies, we built this log cabin. And, and times are different now, right? I mean, we we were we started it. I think I I may have been ten when I when we started this thing. Uh, and I moved away when I was uh, thirteen when I moved from Syracuse, and the cabin got done when they were fourteen. I mean, so when I moved it, we had it already uh, above our head, and we hadn't put in the roof yet, and we hadn't cut out the door. But we were baseball card collectors, and we'd ride down to the store and pick up a pack of baseball cards. So he, my guess is he found these in a storage unit, but he he put in a pack of baseball cards. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And these were, I guess, minor league cards, which I'd never seen before, which was pretty cool. But then he also sent me some papers. And these papers were from... 1997. So, you know, what you think about a storage person's dream, the, they put these things, in, wrapped them up in 1997, put them in a storage locker, and in 2019, Cheeto Ed buys this storage unit, and it had uh, all this stuff about interest rate hikes, had a big write-up about Alan Greenspan. I want I, I to share it with you because it, it really is a great example of what I've been telling you all along. You were involved in the world's greatest Ponzi scheme of all time. And I'm going to tell you, and I've been telling you for a while now, get ready. Buckle up. I don't know what else to tell you. We're here now. The debt cycle is here. Remember Harry Figgy's book, Bankruptcy 1995, with the hockey stick. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. 800 So what's got everybody so excited? Pending home sales. Uh, I, I Even I am a, a little off guard because this is now December. So these are people that signed up in December to buy a home. These are homes that will close in January and February. And, of course, uh, the, December we had the big collapse in the interest rate. Didn't help home sales, which I think a lot of people are saying this is going to put the Fed on permanent pause. Uh, the worst number in pending home sales uh, going back to December uh, of 2013. And, by the way, there was a little blip in December of 2013, and again in March of 2014, kind of a, an anomaly. This is actually the worst number outside of that, that little anomaly there since the housing collapse. 
observers said that they were expecting to get a boost in December. I don't know who was, but uh, they didn't. Uh, now pending home sales down 9.8% year over year. Uh, plus now they're saying the government shut down and this and that and the other. And you know how the story goes. I already got uh, the next one, the weather, right? It is by, I'll give you an example. It is don't go outside if you're in the Midwest. Just don't go outside. I mean, that's what they're saying. My son who's in college, right, in Lake Forest, Illinois, classes are canceled. Today, tomorrow, nobody. That's how cold it is. (laughs) They don't want to risk it. Nobody go outside. So uh, I I don't think that's going to help. And, and again, uh, we'll see how it plays out. The polar vortex or whatever it is they're they're calling it uh, is is real. Uh, I'll tell you right now, my son's there, and essentially entire states are closed, right? Minnesota, closed. Wisconsin, closed. Illinois, closed. Closed. Nobody go anywhere. So, And I don't mean to laugh. I mean, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. My wife sent me, just sent me a text in between the break, and on her phone, and this is, you know, this is how moms are, but I've got the best wife ever. I really do. I mean, she obviously is, is has some form of brain damage because she's been married to me uh, going on 20 years. Wait, we're going to be 20 years in a couple of months. How about that? Self-high five for me. Yeah. She she has her phone programmed in to the weather where, where our son is, up in Lake Forest. She sent me a picture of it. The real temperature, negative 20 degrees. With wind chill, it said negative 45. I, I, wow. Don't go outside. Uh, you know what? Since you're, you're stuck to the water pipe, give us a call. 800-951-0592. So, Cheeto Ed, he sent me uh, a little note that he bought this storage unit at an auction. He found the business section from 1997 and 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 also one from 1999 and talking about a lot of the things that we talk about and in in here on the front page of the the business section interest rate hike may hit next week and this was and I'll just give you here the March 21st 1997 now remember, in December of 1996 is when Alan Greenspan made the irrational exuberant comment that he's so famous for. Right? Remember, and that was you know, the, talking about the tech bubble. Of course, I told you, hey, the tech, the the the, the stock market didn't crash till four years later. I mean, so I mean. He was right, but it, it takes a while for the, and this is what, why I say, you know, it, anything that Wall Street's doing, you know they're behind the curve. But in here, and this is what caught my eye, they gave the history of rate cuts since 1990. 
Now, why 1990? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But this is the example that I want you to pay attention to. Because it is very, very important about why you better get off your backside and get your stuff taken care of. And it starts with the federal funds rate cut beginning in July of 1990, the month the last recession began. So, okay, here's what they're, they're saying. Hey, Alan Greenspan, irrational exuberance, we're going to raise rates. We haven't had a recession since the early 90s, right? This was the... Uh, the older George Bush's recession, right? This is the recession that cost him the election. The Fed's funds rate July 13th, 1990. It was 8.25% when they cut them on July 13th to 8%. See, people want to forget. They... Wall Street, the government, the central bank, they want you to forget that this was normal. Could you imagine at 8.25% what you would be getting paid to buy a bank CD? What you could be getting paid to buy a treasury bond? Remember, this was when they were fooling us, our, our whole hopes and dreams full of crap. Right? This was the heart of the 401k. This was the heart of when you're 55, you get out of stocks and you buy bonds. And the reason was because they knew, because stocks are risky. And I, I will tell you right now, I know more people that are 55, 60. 65, 70. I know people 85 years old, they still got their money in the stock market. You're in for a rude awakening. Just give it. We don't have long. We don't have long. It's not even 10 years now. Five, three, two, not sure. It's not going to be long. October 29th, 1990, 775. November 14th, seven and a half. December 7th, 725. We all, whoops, this is how, again, this is the Central Bank. December 18th, seven. Well, January 4th, 625. February 1st, down to six and a quarter. So they went from 675 to six and a quarter. Look how many rate hikes there were. December 7th, December 18th, January 4th, February 1st, March 8th, 1991, down to 6%, April, down to 575, August, 5.5, September, 5.25, October of 91, 5, then November, it got to 475. November or December 1991, it went from 475 
to four. Right? A three-quarter of a percent cut. Then they, they went on pause. Right? To pause. Okay, we're going to pause. Then in April, they went to 375. In July, fifty per, another 50 basis point cut to 325. Then in March, the three and a half. By the way, uh, and I should say this, this was March of 1994. So they went on a four-year rate-cutting program that went from 8.25 down to 3%. And then it started rising again. Went to three and a half and three seven five. By nineteen ninety five, it was back to six percent. And then it was five seven five, five point five, five two five. And now they're saying in this article they're getting ready to hike rates back up again. Right? Apparently, he talked about irrational exuberance, but I just wanted to point out Alan Greenspan was lowering rates at that point. Uh, and then realize the error of his ways. But why is that important? It was eight and a quarter. He lowered it to 3%. Think about that. We don't even have 3% now. And then it went right back up, right? It, it, It went right back up. And now today they're talking about the Fed is going to have this little press conference this afternoon about how they're going to wait and see because the Fed's funds rate is between two and a quarter and two and a half percent. And you know what? Everybody's worried, right? No one wants to buy a home because it's too expensive. The interest on the debt, right, is becoming astronomical. You can't live off of a bank CD. I don't even know if they'll give you two, two and a half percent, right? Forget about what the Fed funds are. We don't even care about that. You used to get two, two and a half percent over the Fed funds rate. But this has been the story. See, they want to tell you that it's not a Ponzi scheme. But it is. And the rate the rate hikes show you this. So when the stock market crashed, I don't know if, you know, everyone's got their opinion on 9-11. Right? Staged, the conspiracies, uh, was it rigged, was it this, was it that? Or did it happen the way the media presented itself? None of that matters. None of it matters. They gave the central bank cover to bring interest rates to the ridiculous number of 1%. They left it there for one year. And everybody, now remember... Alan Greenspan was the maestro because of the stunt he pulled here. 
his maestro was, hey, the Fed funds rate was eight and a quarter. I brought it down to three, created the tech bubble, <laughs> right? right? I th- I warned about it when he warned about irrational exuberance. You know that the Fed funds rate when he warned about irrational exuberance was like six percent. That was it. Six. But still, even then, hey, go get a CD, get eight percent. Then he brings it down to one. And they used nine eleven, right? It really what happened? The tech bubble collapsed. All the rich people and, and I'm gonna point this out, you don't I keep telling everybody and you don't wanna listen. You're not meant for Wall Street. Sorry. Sorry. And why do you say that, double? Why do you say that? And the answer is simple. When 1% owns over half of the entire stock market, not you. That's what it is right now. The richest 1% own over half of the U.S. stock market, not for you. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm going to tie this thing together when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. After a string of horrific school shootings around the nation, Americans have felt backed into a corner on the issue of school safety. With all the political name-calling and spin going on in the media, liberals are bending over backwards to come up with any halfway sane-sounding gun-free solution to the dangers our young people face every time they go to school. To the rest of us who live outside the leftist delusion, the craziness is clear for all to see. To liberals, it's par for the course. That is one of the fundamental differences between liberal and conservative worldviews. If you want proof that conservatives and liberals have entirely different worldviews, take a trip to Oakland University in Rochester Hills, Michigan. To fight off potential shooters, Oakland is arming all of its teachers and students with hockey pucks. You heard that right. They're actually giving away free hockey pucks to teachers and students so they can throw the rubbery rounds at the head of anyone who tries to commit a violent act on campus. To date, they've spent more than $2,500 on the plasticky projectiles. When asked where the idea came from, the university police chief said it was a spur-of-the-moment idea after remembering being hit by a hockey puck once himself. According to him, it caused a fair amount of damage, I'll say. As a conservative, it's hard not to either laugh or shake your head at this ridiculous attempt to solve campus violence. No matter how trite the bumper sticker is, it is still true. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I call on our friends on the left to stand up and defend the values they espouse. Where are the feminists to tell us that hockey puck defense discriminates against women who have traditionally less arm strength? Where are the criminal rights advocates to tell us that weaponizing hockey pucks will essentially criminalize one of Michigan's favorite sports? Well, the puck stops here. But seriously, enough is enough. Let's cut through the politics and the silly talk, and let's talk honestly about how we can keep our children safe.
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges and schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we promise to keep you informed at phyllisschlafly.com. And let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. I've got a limited amount of the $5 liberties that we were selling yesterday. Those are the a quarter of an ounce of gold, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, right back. Don't think about this. This was 1866 to 1907. These things were $5. 365 in this, that's a deal. And, and, and trust me, you don't even realize it because... We've been lulled to sleep a little bit. You know that gold? I, I looked it up just since October the 1st. Gold's up 127 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Believe me, gold's paying attention. What you don't realize is that gold has hit all-time record highs in over a dozen countries and a dozen currencies. But they want you to think it's not performing. It is. See, and here's the thing. Today, we're going to learn a little more about why the gig is up. Now, you think about historically, an average Fed funds rate, go back to 1971, if you will, 8%. That's not even extraordinary. Now we sit at two and a quarter to two and a half, and everybody is freaked out. But remember, I told you, the stock market's not for you. They want you to think it is, because that's part of the Ponzi, right? They need the money, right? They can't create the asset inflation without you. But everything that they've done, even though they come out and tell you we're doing it for you, and just the opposite. I'll give you a case in point. And again, this is, I wish I could take credit for it, but Simon Black, guy's a genius, a sovereign man, in case you want to know the website. He really starts connecting the dot. When you go through history, the peasants always grab their pitchforks and come for the elite, right? You know, right? they've had enough! Whether it's the things going on in Venezuela, how about in Paris, right? It's coming. It happened Every time the wealth gap grows to an extreme. Remember one of my favorite people, Ray Dalio from Bridgewater, where the billionaires put their money. What has he been talking about for the last year plus? One, he's held everybody, you better buy gold. Two, 
This is the 1930s again. One of the big things he talks about is this wage gap. That's when the stock market crashed in 29. We're, we're there again. When people feel like they're getting left behind. How many states have had their teachers walk out of classrooms now? How many? And, 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 and the drive for $15 an hour. New York City now wants a $33 an hour minimum wage. How many people now in America work multiple jobs? When I grew up, when I grow up, my dad worked and my mom raised the kids. I'm going to use the wonderful Arlene as an example. Right? Arlene stopped working, raised her kid. That's what you did. And you know what? You lived pretty good. Then we got off the gold standard in 1971. A little over a decade later, your pensions were gone. Pretty soon, mom and dad were both working, and now we worry about what? The inequality gap. Why did they hire the women? The women were cheaper. And then once the women got too expensive, they went to Mexico. Once Mexico got too expensive, they went to China. All the while, making you think this is for you. It's been for them. You want to know how I'm right? Central banks around the world have printed trillions of dollars just over the last decade. Pushed the interest rates to zero. And sometimes even below zero. I got news for you. We're going below zero. Mark it down. And all of that stimulus all went directly into the pockets of one group. You know who I'm talking about. Since 2009, the world's billionaires, okay, they've doubled their combined wealth. The billionaires since 2009 have doubled their combined wealth. I don't know anybody who's done that. I don't know any billionaires. All the billionaires in the world had $3.4 trillion in 2009. As of 2017, so this number is actually a little bit dated, $8.9 trillion. $8.9 trillion in one-tenth of one percent of the entire world's population. Shouldn't be that surprising if you think about it, Black says. These people are wealthy for a reason. They're pretty good at making money. For the last 10 years, we've seen huge asset price inflation. You really, let me, let me ask you this. 
we're going to do about a little over 5 million home sales in the United States this year. Well, last year, that was 2018, I'm sorry. This year, we may, we may be under that number. That isn't even an earshot of what the average number used to be during the 90s. And, and remember these interest rates, 7, 7 and a quarter, 6, 5, 7, five, right? We were buying more homes then than we are today. I want to finish with this when we return. I want to remind every financial planner, every moron that they've dragged out on the idiot box, that's another thing they created, right? They created all those channels because they wanted to sell you something. None of them told you to buy gold. What was gold in the nineties? Three hundred bucks? No, between two hundred between two hundred and fifty and say four hundred and fifty bucks. I don't buy that. Silver was not even what, four bucks, five bucks? Don't buy that. You'd have been better off. I keep telling you that. So over the last ten years. We've seen this explosion of wealth in the tiniest few of people. If you were a wage earner without assets, okay, hey, I don't own 40 properties, right? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't own hundreds of thousands of shares of stock. I've just got my 401k that, you know, got $30,000 in it. You've been left out. Wages and median household wealth have stagnated, and that's the kind word, because that just kind of says, hey, you're, you're not growing. It's actually worse than that. This is a global issue that they've created. Remember, I've been telling you, they're all acting together because they needed a bigger piece, right? What happened to the Amero? Why is why doesn't anybody talk about the Amero anymore? Now, that was going to be the new currency, remember? It's not big enough. Hey, Canada and Mexico, that's not enough. That's not enough. Right? You can't leave your son 20 bucks and tell him to get a pizza for lunch, because what if he wants wings? Right? 20 bucks isn't enough. The combined wealth of the poorest half of the world, okay? that's 3.8 billion people, that's the poorest half, fell by 11% last year. You got poorer. And I know some, oh, you know, you're talking about the whole world. Okay, well let me let me get let me let me break it down for you. According to the New York Times, the richest eight people you heard me right, eight, have more wealth than the poorest three point eight billion. Forbes says 
the three richest Americans, three, have as much wealth as the poorest half of the United States. Three people have more wealth than half of the country. Here's the problem. Right? When you get to 100 people, <laughs> they got more wealth than, what, 75% of us? Are you starting to understand? Right? The, these low rates, they weren't for us. It was for them. And guess what? We're worse off for it. Our standard of living has fallen so far. The, the amount of people that have just one person in the house working, I mean, that's a rarity. The amount of people now that work multiple jobs, that's the norm. 3.4 billion people got poorer last year. How many more of them barely budged or stayed the same? The vast majority of the global population is the same or worse than they were 12 months ago. And and I only point this out because it tells you what's going to happen next. This is not new to the world. Another one of the signs. Remember all the signs I keep telling you, right, that uh, somehow the central bankers can't see them? Who called the top last year? Who told you? Told you about the housing market in Denver, didn't I? Well, now it's everywhere. I told you about those soft data points hitting all-time record. I told you what it meant. This is when the biggest crashes happen, and it's a debt problem. You don't fix a debt problem with more debt, because this is what it creates. Now we're at a point, let's go back to today. They can't raise rates. Matter of fact, they've manipulated the data so much that at least from the data's perspective, they could. Right? Oh, look at jobs are great, and the unemployment rate, it's so low. Why isn't wage, why aren't wages going up? The answer is really simple. Because all the jobs pay the same. Part-time. Nine, ten, twelve dollar an hour. Right? In some states, depending on the state, maybe you're getting fourteen or fifteen and you're getting eight to twelve hours a week. Then you gotta get in your car and be a taxi. I do what I I tell you what, I give them credit. Listen, the heroes out there and a lot of them are my customers. Know who you are. I gotta get that side hustle going. 800-951-0592. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen over the next five years when we return. 
800-951-0592. The refunding announcement revealed no surprises from the Treasury Department. Of course, issuing sizes of debt auctions, right? And we've been talking about how seemingly every quarter or so they've got to raise how many dollars they need to sell by billions and billions of dollars. This year they've already announced, yes, we're going to have to issue more than a trillion dollars worth of debt. Tell you what's going to happen. And you can see it plain as day. I don't care if the unemployment number is real or fake. Nobody can buy a house. Period. The numbers speak for themselves. And the Fed funds rate, you know, technically they're saying 2.4%. But that was the game they had to play because they didn't want to admit zero. The wealth gap is real. The asset prices are fake. Sorry. That's what happened. Remember the crash of 1929? That's what it was all about. It wasn't real. No one could actually afford it. It's where we're at today. Our government can't afford their debt. Where are things going in the next five years? We'll be back at zero. Matter of fact, I actually think this time around we're going to go negative. Is there a likelihood that banks could start charging you for your deposits? Yes. Is quantitative easing going to come back? Yes. Is the balance sheet runoff? I think the balance sheet runoff probably ends this year. Before this year's over, that's over. Will we cut rates this year? I don't know. Will we cut rates in 2020? I think that's an absolute certainty. What happens after that? is what I worry the most about. Because listen, that's going to just bring gold back what? I mean, gold's going to be back to 1900 2000 maybe a little higher, 22000 2300 It's what they do next that I worry the most about. Because you think about budget deficits of 2 and 3 and $4 trillion. And the reserve currency status of the United States coming to an end. This is what this trade list, I'm going to just tell you. Jason and Brian do a great job. It's all banker-related. This is a fight. Our fight with China, this trade war, it's not about soybeans. It's not about steel or aluminum. It's not even about them stealing our stuff. They've been stealing our stuff for decades. It's about not wanting them to become the new reserve currency of the world. And unfortunately for us, I don't think we can stop it. And I think the next one is the last one. 800-951-0592. The next recession, the last one. 
or we could say we're the reserve currency of the world. That's what I think is going to happen. 800-951-0592. Take your radio news hour. I know Newman Bloom today. We'll be back tomorrow with something else.